Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and we are broadcasting live from our studio inside Renaissance Bank in Alpharetta. And folks, if you've got a big bank experience that you've been tattooed with recently, and you know what I mean, uh, computer-generated voices, uh, they really don't want to talk to you, and they kind of make that obvious, uh, well, here's a, a solution for you. It involves going to renaissancebank.com and finding your local office. They've got some 200 across the South ready to serve you and give them a call. Now, if they don't pick up the phone, it will go to a person's voicemail, like a real person's voicemail, and they'll call you back. Imagine that. Uh, And what will happen is uh, you'll be able to come in and check them out and uh, talk to a, a live person about your particular needs and what Renaissance can do for you. And I think what you'll find is Renaissance is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Mark Hayes, an old friend back on the show. Mark is with Mark Hayes Consulting. Yes, Mark, indeed. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Still standing. Still standing. <laughs> after four years, yeah, still yeah, going strong. <laughs> yeah. I'd say still crazy after all these years, but you're not crazy, man. So, uh, uh, but for the three people out there that don't know who Mark Hayes is, provide an introduction. Oh, you're too kind. Um, well, I did 10 years at Good Day Atlanta here um, and loved every second of it as uh, the morning news anchor on Good Day Atlanta from 4.30 to 9. Uh, we, when I left, we were going till 10. Now I think they go all day. Uh, so <laughs> it's Good Day Atlanta all day long. But yep. um, it was an absolute um, joy, joy to serve the uh, great citizens of the uh, metro area of Atlanta. I had a 30-year television career. Mm. Um, would do it all again, as crazy as it sounds. I don't, don't let my wife hear that part. Okay. Uh, but I dragged her around uh, to some amazing cities. Uh, we started in Albany, Georgia, went to Rochester, New York, then to Baltimore, Detroit, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Dallas, uh, Denver, some great stops along the way. My wife did law school while we were in Denver. Really? Two, two and a half years with a six-year-old and a newborn. Wow. Shout out to her for that. I married up way up. Wow. Outkick my coverage, I like to say. You and I have that in common. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, yeah. So, 30 years in television news, and, and uh, now I've switched uh, over to entrepreneurship. I didn't quite know what I was going to do. Mm. And then I said, well, you know what? Let me help people tell their stories. Let me help people figure out who they are, what the passion is behind the why or the widget, and let me help them tell those stories um, to, to their friends and neighbors so that they can patronize them. And it has been some of the most rewarding work that I have ever um, been a been a part of. Uh, television news stories were great. Telling those stories were great. You could impact so many people. But being able to see a smile on a business owner's face after a success in the media is 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 just as, if not more so, rewarding. Because most of the times in the media, we kind of expect success, mm-hmm. right? Right. Business owners, they're just trying to figure it out. They're like, sure. is this going to work? Well, uh, okay, if you say so. Mm-hmm. And then when it works, they look at you like, oh, my 
my God, I can't believe you pulled that off. Yeah. I can't believe you got me there. You know, I can't believe I'm on CBS television news. And so, you know, the, you, you're, it's so gratifying, you know, to be a people pleaser and, um, which is really my personality. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the other thing is just the freedom, you know, of being an entrepreneur and I'm starting to understand it more. I got a couple of really ambitious and exciting projects I'm working on because I have the time. I want to write my book. Um, I have a couple of really interesting stories that I'm, I'm putting together. So I hope when I get them done, you'll have me back. Absolutely. Talk about those. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and my clients right now, I, I like I couldn't be more excited about the group of people that I'm working with. It's a small stable, um, but I, I keep the lights on. And, um, you know, we're able to connect. We understand each other. I have great working relationships because I learned early on in this in this uh, quest that you can't work with everybody. Right. You can't say yes to everybody. You can't be all things to everybody. Right. Right. And so you have to be able to have the ability to see um, when the synergy is there and when it's more importantly, when it's not. Mm-hmm. Because when it's not, that's going to be painful. And the last thing you want to do is, you know, to be to, to, to have some unrealistic expectation set upon you mm-hmm. or set it for someone else that, you know, you can't realize. Mm. And I think that's one of the, the mistakes that people make in, in the entrepreneurship um, field as a whole. Sure. Is setting these unrealistic expectations and then people look at you and say, well, you said you were going to bring me the sun, the moon and the stars. All I got was the stars. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's 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 it, it takes some learning and getting used to. But but all money is not good money. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize that and understand that early. And I did. I'm glad I did. You're unusual then because the, everyone goes through this. I went through this, mm-hmm. uh, th- this period of time where you're just, you're, you know, a sa- any sales, a good sale sometimes. Right. And sometimes you take on clients that really aren't a great fit because you're so anxious for that affirmation of the sale. Absolutely. But you know what I did, John, I got a business coach and that was the best money. I really, spent. yes. Amy Walker consulting. She's right up there in commerce, Georgia. I heard her speak at an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I need to work with, she is who I need. Mm. And I'm sure it was no mistake that she and I were both at this event. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I went up and spoke to her and I told her exactly what I needed afterwards. She's like, Oh, I'm putting a class together for that right now. And literally a week later, once uh, the big boss signed off on it, I mm-hmm. was in her course mm. and working and, I'm telling you, that was the best thing I could have done for myself because we went to Alon's over there by the perimeter. Mm -hmm. We met one day. She had another engagement. We met halfway and um, I had no business at the time. And we sat down for lunch over a bagel and a Coke. And 30 minutes later, I had a business with business offerings and I was off and running. Wow. (laughs) Yo, Amy, (laughs) that is awesome. And I was like, I, I said, Amy, I would have never been able to put this together mm-hmm. because I didn't understand what kind of transferable skills that I had mm-hmm. that could help. I, like, I told stories on television. Okay. How does that help business owners? Mm. And she's like, Oh, well, Mark, every business owner needs to be telling their story right now. Mm. Every single one, you know, and, and think about the stories that we commercials are mm-hmm. little stories. Sure. Right. And what does every story have a beginning, middle and end, but not everybody understands the storytelling concept. Right. And not everybody understands how to put things together right. in, in a fashion that's memorable, 
right? Because that's what all great stories are. You remember stories that you heard 20 years ago. Sure. Right? Because they're memorable. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that one thing that unites us. It's that common bond is storytelling. And when you can tell a great story, you know, people are going to remember you. And if people remember you, they're going to go check out your website. If they check out your website, they just might patronize you. For sure. Talk about what you learned. I mean, in the broadcasting world, you saw great stories. You saw mediocre stories (laughs) and and pretty bad ones over time, right? I mean, you've seen it all. So talk about what you learned about storytelling yeah. Out of that. Yeah. You know, I've created some awful stories. Well, I didn't, I, wa- <laughs> I wasn't talking media. about your work, pal. <laughs> I only, I only remember great stories from you. Well, well, you know, I say that because like, if you're a business owner out there and you're getting ready to get into video and start mm-hmm. to tell your story. Sure. Right. If you, if you start today, the ones you do today are not going to be as good as the ones that you do 30 days from now mm. or six months from now or a year from now. And that's Okay. The growth process has to happen, just like it happened for me mm-hmm. when I was in Albany, Georgia, down below the net line, mm. trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I learned um, that that separates all the great stories from all the others is is being able to let a story um, be told through compelling characters. Right. And 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 those characters make themselves vulnerable. They're not afraid to share. Right. My wife used to hate when I was on television in the morning because she said, you share too much. You tell everything. You don't have to tell that the dog jumped on the kitchen table and ate the cake <laughs> last night. You don't have to say that. Right. You know, she's like, why does everybody know when we're out of town? Because you told them. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's about being vulnerable. It's about sharing. It's about that authenticity. Because people's, especially right now, mm-hmm. people's BS antennas are through the roof. Mm-hmm. Now, those are those wires that you see sticking through sunroofs as people are driving down the street. Sure. Right, now, right. right. It's the BS meter. Right. And people are looking for genuine and authentic individuals that they can relate to. And if you're willing to share, if you're willing to open yourself up, it's it's what will will lead people to you because they feel like they can trust you. And if they know, like, and trust you. They'll work with you before they write you a check. They got to trust you for sure. Now, a whole lot of business owners though, are like, uh, your wife, your bride. I mean, they, they, they want to talk about the business quote unquote, and they really don't want to talk about themselves. They want to promote the business. They're not shy in that regard, right? but they don't want to talk about themselves. Uh, talk to that business owner that says, Hey Mark, what, what is, what does my brand have to do with the business? Right. Well, your brand is the business, right? What led you to create the widget? What led you to provide a specific service? And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking an amazing course right now by, by a social media influencer on YouTube. It's called YouTube for Bosses and the Authority Accelerator. I'm in both courses. And, you know, her thing is you find your niche and you find the, the, the power in your pain, and those are the stories, those are the services that you can provide to help provide transformation to people. Because people don't want to pay for information. They want to pay for transformation. So when you can relate to an individual 
as to why you are providing this specific service and you have a personal experience related to it, they know that you have a different kind of investment. It's not just a capital investment. Mm. It's, it's, it's an investment from the heart, right? And if you're involved in that transformation process, that transformative growth for people, it's, it's a different kind of connection. It's, it's more personal, it's more intimate. And those are the kinds of interactions people are craving. Right. We look for those people that are that are that are connected with us in in a way that helps us grow. And that's why the power in your pain is has resonated with me in in such a visceral way. Um, In 2015, I lost my dad. 2016, I lost my I haven't lost him. He's still here. Thank God. But my son went to prison Mm. as part of this opioid epidemic that was well is and continues to sweep through our nation right and um as a lost soul um he ended up in a georgia prison Mm. and you know my goal now one of my my passion projects is to help families understand when there's a problem Mm. so i'm i'm creating a course on it and i'll come back and share it with you when it's done i'm in the process of doing the research right now Mm. and so you know if i had to talk to that business owner right now and tell them you know where should they start? It's do the research. Who, right. do you, who do you serve? Right. Right. What, what, what power do you have that emanates from your pain that can help you provide a service that's transformative? And so once you start understanding that it's, it's, it's the why behind the widget, the why behind the service that draws people in, then you start having the kind of success that makes you say, whoa, I never thought this was possible. And then people will come to you, right? Because, because now you're going to create content that people are actually looking for. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, all, that's, that's all in the course that I'm taking, which just opened my eyes because I thought, well, I'll just make some YouTube videos. People will find it. No, it's all about analytics. Mm. It's, it's all about research. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing is left to chance. Right. So you have to understand there are tools out there. Keywords everywhere is a is a very inexpensive tool that gives you the insight you need to see what people are actually looking for on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a got a shower head, I got to put on oh. in, in the master bath. Okay? Yeah. How many videos do you think I'm going to watch on YouTube? <laughs> right. <before? laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, we don't do anything as God. We don't do anything mm-hmm. anymore without watching a video on mm-hmm. YouTube. Yep. You know, so you have to understand um, how to connect with, with the people that are looking for your service or for your product. And that starts with research. So in terms of the research that I'm doing for, for my course, you know, I'm talking to parents talking to parents of student athletes, um, help looking to find the best communication strategies um, to help parents support their children through difficult times, right? Especially student athletes. Mm. I have one son that played college football. He cut us off in the communication process, ended up, you know, as a, as a drug user, ended up in a Georgia prison. I have another son that went through his ups and downs playing college hockey, Uh, A couple of surgeries while he was in college at University of Maine, Um, but he talked to us Mm. and we got him the support he needed. And then when he was able to, he transferred to University of Alaska Anchorage and he kept pushing and kept pushing. And now he's on a pro roster. And so when you when you have those open lines of communication, you're able to help and support 
right? And that's what it's about. You know, once I guarantee all the parents that I've talked to and I've done about 60 interviews already Mm. and they are at their wits end when it comes to strategizing with their child and, and, and the kinds of communication they have. I talked to one dad, he said he put his kid out on old Milton to tell your mama to come get you. I'm, I'm done arguing with you today. Wow. Right. Oh, yeah. As they were leaving football practice. Nah. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to find out um, through the research, you know, how you provide that transformation. Like, like my experience is one thing, but how can I take that experience and shape it so that it helps another family? Because now all I want to do is help families. Right. And help them not have to go to court and beg for their child's life because they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. These are I mean, my, my son has a Howard University degree sitting in a Georgia prison. Wow. I mean, you know, I like the judge said to us, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't I just don't understand. you got a village. You have a formal education. You have parents that have invested in you. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's, I, I know this is a long answer to, to, to talking to that business owner, but it's about the research. It's about finding the power in that pain. It's about understanding the transformation you can create. And, it, and it's about connecting with your ideal customer. Remember, everybody's not your ideal customer. Right. And if you can, and if you can niche down and, and find that pool, oh, there's enough there for you to be wildly successful. And, and that's what people need to understand. Mark Hayes, folks, uh, he's got his own firm, Mark Hayes Consulting. He's, the, of course, the president and CEO of Mark Hayes Consulting. So, Mark, how, how has COVID, and I sure will be glad when I don't have to ask questions about COVID, <laughs> but how, how has COVID changed your approach to video? Yeah, you know, I, I, number one is we ramped it up even more mm-hmm. because that was the best way to connect. Sure. Um, if if you look at the numbers, I think YouTube um, is getting what, you know, 500 hours of video uploaded every minute. So, you know, but it's the best way to contact, to, to, to contact your customers and to keep um, in touch with your base. And so um, the other thing it did, though, was create convenience. Right. And still allow you to do business, you know, with Zoom and these different platforms, meetings and WebEx and all these other Skype and all these other video conferencing apparatuses. You you can still do business and still be effective and still have quality communication with people. It's not face to face. It it doesn't have that same oomph that face to face does, mm-hmm. but it can still be effective. You know, if you light yourself properly. If you're present in the conversation, you know, I did, I've done probably half dozen workshops on how to set your presence and perform during zoom calls Mm. because it's, it's hard, right? And you need energy, right? If you've been on two or three zooms back to back, you know, (laughs) you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, but you know, in, in my presentations i say hey space these things out mm-hmm. don't take a nine to ten a ten to eleven eleven to twelve give yourself an hour break in between get up walk around re-energize yourself mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you need to have that energy so the person on the other end understands that you're invested in this conversation you are present you are totally there and you are here to listen and be a part of an active conversation and 
being able to to see that body language, because remember, it's a visible medium. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if people can see you and they see you all slouched down in your chair and see you just kind of not paying attention, mm-hmm. you know, that's why people always say, turn your video on. Right. You know, yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> turn your video on because uh-huh. we want to know you're paying attention. Right. And that's what that's all about. It's about being able to see that other person because body language speaks volumes. It says so much about who you are, how you feel, you know, and what you think about what's actually happening. Mm. Right. Because how many times have you been in a conversation and you just looked at the body language and said, oh, my gosh, this is not going well. Right. 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 Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and, and and we could break it down even simpler. You can go to a bar, right? Back in our, in our college days Uh and we try to talk to a young lady and her body language says, Oh, she's involved in something over there. Right. 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 Turning and going the other way. (laughs) It's all about reading the room and understanding the body language. So, you know, it's, 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 while it's created a lot of convenience, especially for those of us around the metro area who can't stand Atlanta traffic, mm-hmm. you know, I, look, it, it wouldn't bother me if we didn't go back to, you know, face to face meetings at nine and 10 o'clock in the morning where you got to leave two and a half hours early. Right. But, you know, it um, it did definitely um, make us ramp up our video production because that's the only way people could connect. And to see that you were still alive and kicking is to see some video that they put out, some thought leadership, um, some storytelling, um, you know, talking about your wins. Um, it, it, it all comes out through video. And again, if you're a good storyteller and you're planning your messaging, it's going to work for you. It's going to be effective for you, especially for your loyal followers. Sure. Um, so what, what is the, uh, how do you work with clients, uh, Mark, in terms of, I guess, assessing where they are with video? I mean, mm-hmm. someone comes to you and says, I'm not sure if what I've got's working or what, what have you, mm-hmm. what talk about how that conversation unfolds. Well, it's, 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 it's all about being brutally honest, right. And telling people what they need to hear. But As you, opposed to what they want to hear, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and you tell them what they need to hear, but then you back it up with facts Mm -hmm. and, and you show them, you know, again, with analytics, YouTube has all the analytics you need. You can see who's watching, how long they're watching, Mm -hmm. what the age groups are, what part of the country they're in. You can find all this information out just with a simple click Mm -hmm. on your YouTube account. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to give them the information too, before you start breaking them down and just hitting them over the head with saying, this is not good. You have to be able to tell them why. Right. It may be really good and really compelling content, but maybe it's not being packaged correctly. Maybe you're not labeling it correctly. Maybe your, your screenshots and titles on your YouTube uh, video that people see are not catching people's attention. It could be something as simple as that. Mm. And so, you know, it's, it's, there is a process to this stuff. Um, which I've learned over the last six months or so is, is, is that, you know, you just can't put it together and throw it out there unless you're somebody, you know, super duper famous, you yeah. know, and, and right. you know, who, who has that luxury? Sure. You know, there's a 1% that have that luxury mm-hmm. that don't have to introduce themselves. Yep. Um, but, you know, for the rest of us that are out here competing and out here working and entrepreneurs, and if we don't kill it, we don't eat it, you know, we've got to follow the steps. And so there, there is a method to all the madness, you know, gone are the days of stuff just going viral and, and really, you know, going viral doesn't always help as much as you think, 
right? Because when something goes viral, the people that are watching it are not usually your ideal customer, right? Those mm. are people that just, oh, I heard about this funny video. Let me check it out. Right, right. They're probably not going to come back for the next one, right? right. So right. you want your, you'd rather have a steady flow of loyal followers as opposed to one video that went viral and got a million views, but maybe you didn't sell anything. Right. I'd rather have a thousand loyal followers, right? And a thousand views, but I'm getting fifty, a hundred sales out of every video I produce. So, you know, there there are some people who, who are simply specializing in creating YouTube videos for people to sell their widgets. Mm. And that's all they do. They take they you know, they have a, a share a sharing agreement, a sales share agreement, and that's all they do. And and everybody wins. And, you know, it's, it's, but it's the way things are changing. It's the way things are going now. Right. So, you know, you utilize YouTube, which is, you know, the world's best search engine, right? Because Google owns them Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're funneling all your stuff to YouTube. You know, how many times have you searched something on Google and they pulled up a YouTube video for you and you sat there and watched. So, you know, it's, it's, it really is, you know, all about keeping up with the times, keeping up with the technology, understanding it. And, you know, for dinosaurs like, like me and you, well, at least for me, um, you know, it's, it's not as, as, as frightening as I first thought. Right. So some of it was intimidating for me, Uh you know, back in 2017 when I was saying, yeah, I'm not so much for this, you know, 2.30 a.m. wake-up call anymore. I want to sleep till a normal hour. <laughs> right. You know, oh, yeah. I got to learn how to do this. I got to learn how to do that. It's not as frightening and it's not as as difficult as you might think, you know. Well, talk about, I guess, the the professionally produced videos versus the the selfies, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and, and there's some folks that have a lower budget and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they – They need to meet that budget, but talk about the interplay between those two. Well, you know, it's interesting too, because the Kardashians have done really well just holding their phone in their hands Mm -hmm. and pointing the camera at themselves. Mm. Right. Right. So the Kardashian effect to me is what we should think about again, because it provides that originality, that authenticity. It's not, you know, a production Right. It's not a setup. It's not a script. Mm. Right. Because when we're scripting things, we, we tend to begin to sound like Mark Hayes, the news anchor. Back at, <laughs> right. We, right. We want to be who we are. Yeah. And I think that's why people love the Kardashians. Right. There might be some other reasons there, but <laughs> I think there are. But anyway, we'll let that go. Right. That's another show for yeah. another day, another right. topic. Right. But if you think about Kim Kardashian regularly goes to Silicon Valley mm-hmm. to give talks on social media mm. and her approach to social media. And it's all about originality, authenticity and talking to her people. Mm. Right. And that's why they all they all do it. Mm -hmm. And they all have millions of loyal followers, not just a few, but millions of loyal followers. I mean, how did Kylie become a billionaire selling makeup, you know, Mm -hmm. like lip gloss or whatever? I mean, simple stuff. But, you know, besides the authenticity and originality, they have the consistency and they're there all the time. So. You know, when you talk about budget, you know, putting together a budget to shoot video, high quality, well edited, you know, high production value value stuff, 
gets pricey. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that kind of budget, you know, get yourself a selfie stick and a good microphone and one of those, you know, personal vanity lights and get to it. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll see, you know, some of the most effective social media influencers are doing just that. It's not big budget productions. So it's all about the storytelling, consistency, um, the authenticity and, and, and being engaged in the medium. Right. And if you're going to be on, you don't have to be on every medium, right? You don't have to be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, pick one, right? Pick one, live there and connect with people. Because when you respond to people, I, you, you know, it's, it's the, you know, one of the best things ever, you know, for someone you made their day just responding to them. You know, when I was on television, if I would, you know, write back to somebody on Twitter, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't never thought you'd write me back, mm. you know? So, you know, there's someone that's going to watch me tomorrow yeah. for a simple tweet, you know, and it's the same thing in business. You know, you give somebody a freebie or something, some news they can use, they're going to come back and they're going to support you because you went out of your way to take the time. Now it seems like, you know, some innocuous, simple thing to you, but to them, you know, they may have really needed that information and, and really needed that boost. And I think the Kardashians, you know, do that better than anybody. You know, they connect with people, you know, I, I mean, they basically do a show on how they live. Mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we follow them to the salad bar mm-hmm. and, and, you know, next thing you know, everybody's eating those kinds of salads. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, that that's how invested people are, you know, in these connections. And remember, there's a lot of lonely people out here, John, you know, and, 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 and it's getting even lonelier with the pandemic, right? And with COVID, yeah, right. you know, and people are turning to their phones and their computers even more often looking for influences. So, you know, if you've got something positive to offer, now is the time. Now is the time. And, you know, and, and if you're in the mental health space, I mean, we're doing online coaching, yeah. you know, and online therapy. So, you know, there's, there's no way you can't communicate. I, th- I think you have to figure out, you know, where your sweet spot is, what your budget will allow for. But you also have to figure out the best way to tell your story and, and the most authentic way. That's where I would start. Mm. Let's talk about the kinds of clients you work with. Yeah. Mark, uh, industry, any particular industries? Yeah. You, you know, not really. I, at this early outset of my career, my entrepreneurship career, I've been working with good people. Um, and I've taken relationships that I've had for years and turned them into business relationships, um, which, which has been really rewarding. One of, one of my favorite wins uh, is quest communities. Um, they do um, affordable housing in the city of Atlanta. They're right on the corner of um, Boone and Lowry. They just celebrated 20 years on Friday of um, helping vulnerable populations and, and 90% of their residents do not return to homelessness. Mm. They provide affordable housing options for vulnerable populations. And um, the CEO, Leonard Adams, has been a friend for many, many years. And I told him I was launching my own business. He said, come by and talk to me. You know, he said, I feel like I'm the best kept secret in Atlanta. Nobody knows about us. I said, well, Mm. we'll fix that. Mm. And he's right in the throes of uh, you can throw a football to to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Just opened up a 30,000 square foot building. 
wraparound services, financial literacy, social services, um, right in the same building. Mm. So you don't have to jump on a bus and try to get to another office when you're looking to get a voucher or something that you need to get into your new um, housing space. And, um, you know, he's a visionary. And just watching over the last three years, this 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 structure come come to pass on the West historic Vine City and English Avenue. This corridor is really coming back. And uh, Arthur Blank gave him three and a half million dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's got about 80 million dollars worth of projects that he's working on between now and the next five years mm-hmm. um, that are just adding new life to the west side of Atlanta right there at the, the historic uh uh, Joseph Lowry and, and the Boone intersection. And it is, um, it is something to see. Mm-hmm. So I have really, really enjoyed that. And, you know, I have a client real times media out of uh, Detroit. They own 15 um, African-American themed newspapers, including Atlanta daily world and Atlanta tribune. And um, just, just an amazing um, success story, um, working to preserve the historic archives of these African-American newspapers. Um, and the, the, the photo vault alone. Oh, wow. Is amazing. I can only imagine is amazing. When you talk about the Pittsburgh Courier, Chicago Defender, Michigan Chronicle, Atlanta Daily World, I mean, you have some of, you know, the most iconic photos that, you know, if I pull them out, you say, oh, my gosh, I know that photo. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's come from, you know, these these publications. So um, working with them to uh, make the transition from print to digital uh, digital video. And that has been just just an amazing experience to work with some of these young hungry journalists and uh, provide a little direction, share my experiences with them, mm-hmm. um, especially with storytelling. So I, I just, I, I have really enjoyed um, that aspect of it. And, uh, and folks like Alma coffee up in, um, we just, we bumped into each other at a Ted talk. Um, uh, Al Lopez and myself and his, his two kids are amazing. Um, his son-in-law, Harry and, and his daughter, Leticia run the business, the day-to-day operation and they are yeah. just killing it. Yep. And, uh, the coffee, it, I was not a coffee drinker. I hate they converted you. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and you know, the thing about it was I had started drinking coffee for, for the keto diet. I lost 60 pounds on, on keto. And, um, they said, well, Mark, what kind of coffee are you drinking? I said, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, whatever they have in the grocery store, mm-hmm. they just look for the price or whatever is the cheapest, yeah. you know, it's coffee, right? Right. Does right. it taste any different? They're like, Please, Mark, don't say that again to anyone else out loud and take this home and try it. And I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. So, you know, it's really good. They're they're back again. The backstory is amazing. You know, the dad is a veteran, came to the U.S. at 11 years old, didn't speak a lick of English, Mm -hmm. you know, became a corporate superstar, retired in his 40s and, you know, decided how can I give back? And he went back home to the Honduras and created, you know, his own business. Um, he's employing the people from the town that he grew up in. His mom still works in the village um, on the coffee farm. She walks mm-hmm. to the bank and hands out checks on Fridays. I mean, the the story just keeps on giving. Couldn't get any better. And his kids are amazing. Leticia and Harry, if you go there um, and you get to see them, get to meet them, they are some of the most amazing kids. We should all be so blessed. Yeah, for sure. We should all be so blessed. They're so amazing. Um, 
so every trip up there is is so much fun. I I know more about coffee now than I ever imagined. <laughs> You're, you've been converted. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah, and yes, and shell. Shout out to Leticia and Harry because uh, I've been out to their facility, and it, it's Isn't it it's something? yeah, it's something else out out just north of Woodstock, folks. Yeah. Right, and that roaster is the only one of its kind in Georgia. Really? Yeah. State of the art, American made only one of its kind in the entire state. And it is, they have a, they have a brand new roaster um, who is like the mad scientist of coffee roasting. And you go in there and you see him. I'm like, what could he possibly be doing over there with all that coffee? Yeah. And you know, he makes the different flavors and, and it's all like, I was talking to him one day. I was like, dude, you lost me. Mm. You lost me with all the acidity and all that stuff. I was like, <laughs> Thank you, and I appreciate it. But wow, that's a lot. And, and but that's the kind of pride of workmanship that goes into every cup of coffee that they produce. And it's it it you know it's it's a heartwarming story um, because you go up there. They've got pictures of the workers uh, from Honduras on the walls, mm-hmm. and um, you know they're connected in such a way that just moves you. And when you see, you know, a family as successful as that and as grounded as that, I mean, it just, it just motivates you to want to do something special too. Sure. And, um, you know, and Al, you know, couldn't be a better human being and, 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 you know, his lovely wife, they, some of the nicest people I've met, you know, over the last 20, 30 years. And, um, you know, and I used to say that about TV too, but, but now that I'm in my own space, you know, I'm I'm just as excited about the people I get to meet. Wow. Um you just walked us through a great example of how that storytelling works. How powerful that is. It's not just about the cup of coffee. No. It's about no. what the the whole story behind the cup of coffee. Exactly. Right. And and you know and that's what you know I think a lot of us miss is because you know it's our story you know, we're so close to it. We're like, well, that doesn't have any value. You know, my story's not special. Right. You know, and and I had to get past that block thinking, you know, because I, I sat around for a good year, John, with my head under my pillow thinking, oh, my God, how did this happen to me? You know, how did this happen to my son? You know, uh, OK, how can I help people? Well, is anyone going to care? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. Of course they're going to care. This is a, this is the opioid crisis is sweeping the country. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was in Cincinnati, I mean, John, we heard some of the most heartbreaking 911 calls, mm-hmm. like to the point where I said to our producer, do like, I know that's compelling, but do we have to play a 10 year old saying, mommy won't wake up. Mm-hmm. Daddy won't wake up. Please yeah. help. Right. Right. There is nothing that, that rinses your gut. Like a child, you know, calling 911 to get help for mommy and daddy. Yeah. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that stick with you. And, you know, so, so yeah, you have to get beyond that, 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 that place that says, you know, it's, it's shameless self promotion. Telling your story is not a bad thing if it provides value and helps others. Right. That's right. not shameless self promotion. Right. That's doing a service. So there, there is power in the pain, right? But just get past yourself saying, well, you know, nobody's really going to care. Yeah, we do. 
Mm. Yeah, we do care, you know, especially if you can help me avoid, you know, a similar pain. Right. And, you know, I set a goal on how many families I want to touch over the next couple of years. And I'm going to hit that goal come hell or high water. And because I just feel like, you know, if I can help, you know, one family Mm -hmm. avoid that. Yeah. You know, John, there is there is nothing like, you know, seeing your grandson say, Daddy, come on, it's time to go. And having to watch your son tell his son that he can't leave. Mm. You know, when we go to visitation yeah. and I take my grandson and he says, Daddy, come on. He's like, I can't go. Mm. And it breaks his heart every time. Yeah. Because, you know, our grandbaby does it every time. He's like, Daddy, come on. Sure. And, you know, it, it is it is the most difficult thing you have ever had to sit through. And, um, you know, we, we incarcerate 2.3 million people here. We're better at it than any other country in the world. And, right. and, and I wish we weren't so good at it. Mm-hmm. And I wish we were better at second chances and understanding, you know, that the, the, that it, we're, we're, we're not helping, right. <laughs> you know, the situation by, yeah. by locking people up is not always the answer. Right. Um, and, and we are, um, you know, sophisticated enough that we can find other solutions besides mass incarceration. So mm-hmm. I, I hope that one day during our lifetimes, we'll see that, um, but in the meantime, you know, I've got some work to do so I can make sure that when he comes home, you know, he's able to provide value in society, even if it's just by sharing his story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and that would be worth its weight in gold. For sure. Wow. Um, Mark Hayes. Wow. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thanks sir. for the great work you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks for the great work. you. Do. I saw your uh, your your accolades here, man. You were killing it on this show. You know, um, my secret is just getting great guests. So see, that's why I have you in here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, I can't imagine there are some folks out there that say, I want to work with Mark Hayes. So let's get them directed. How can they get in touch with you? Yeah. You can go to my website at markhayesconsulting.com. I'm on all social media at Mark Hayes, Mark Hayes TV at morning maniac on Twitter. I still kept the the TV handle. There you go. So you can find me. I'm easy to find. Just Google me. What time (laughs) you get up these days? You know what? I get up at five thirty because I work out. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay, but it's like sleep until nine for me. Okay, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You get to sleep late on your entrepreneurial gig, exactly. right? I love it. Marques, Marques Consulting. Uh, wow, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, John. What a pleasure. Folks, hey, just a quick reminder, uh, speaking of problems in your entrepreneurial business, if you've got some problems that involve administrative task, bookkeeping, some issues that you really shouldn't be dealing with as the owner. You need to be uh, out working with customers. Um, Here's the answer. Uh, S.E.S. Cabido over at Office Angels, she's got a whole team of angels that uh, she basically diagnoses your problem and picks one of those angels and sends them in. They fly in, get the job done, and fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as-needed basis. And uh, here's my suggestion. Just go to her website, if you're shy, officeangels.us, but give her a call, uh, better yet, 770-442-9246. Explain what your problem is, and she will uh, find a solution. She's done that for my business, and I know she will for yours as well. Hey, and folks, just another quick uh, ask. North Fulton Business Radio is the search term. 
uh, to find our show on all the major podcast apps. We would love it if you would go find the show and subscribe and then give us a five-star review. It's not about me. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our tremendous guests, uh, guests like Mark, that do great work, and we want them to be found uh, so folks that potentially need their services can use them. So uh, if you could do that for our guest, we would greatly appreciate it. So for my guest, Mark Haynes, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.